Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Alex Lyon cruises to a 4 to nothing shutout for his first win as a Red Wing behind a stellar team performance. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And Scotty, are we back? I'm thinking we're back, baby. What a night. I mean, from like everything, like... You, you got you got gravy zambonis in the crowd. You got you got a fired up LCA. You got uh, you, you got a four nothing dub. You got a shuddy. I mean, goodness gravy, literally goodness gravy. Hey, that's good timing. No, and you're right, Scotty. This this was a win that the Red Wings needed in a bad way. I mean, yeah. in the last couple of days we have talked to death about the three five and three stretch that they are on recently. Um, this is the most complete win that they've had since the Boston Boston Bruins game. Yeah. I'd still maintain the Boston Bruins game is a more impressive win because that Bruins team still only has one regulation loss to this point coming at the hands of your Detroit Red Wings. Um, but this is definitely up there for most impressive. One of the most impressive wins for the season, probably second only behind that Boston Bruins game, because unlike those games are in that five game win streak, you know, this was a complete performance from this this Red Wings hockey team. They came out, they knew their assignment, and they took care of business. In fact, it's almost to a point, Scott, like we talked, um, the Devil, the Rangers game, we mentioned it. Like, sometimes there are games that go so poorly that you almost don't know what to talk about because it all went poorly. This is one of those games where everything went so well that you almost don't know what to talk about because it all went so well. So, I mean, props to the Red Wings. This is a, a big win for them. Uh, I currently... Unless the Hurricanes blow it in the last 30 seconds, we're obviously recording this right after the game ends, so by the time this premieres, you all will know the result. Wings will be sitting one point out of the filed wild card spot into Thanksgiving, which is a good spot to be in, because Kane as we know... just won right now. They Final just won right just now. Mounted. Kane's just won 6-3. So the Red Wings will be um, just outside. I think technically then they'll be three points out of the playoff spot uh, since the Hurricanes got those two points, which is a, for that top contender on the outside looking in for the wild card spot, which is a good spot to be in. If you're the Red Wings, I know there's been a lot made up of the, you know, being in the playoffs at Thanksgiving because 75% of those teams make it right, Scotty. And, you know, we've been talking about that too. Larry, Larry Murphy brought up a good point. Like 75% of those teams make the playoffs. That means the 25% that don't are probably those wild card teams. Which well, means there's a lot of like, movement that's still left to be done with a lot of season left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you're in a good you, spot call it like copium or whatever, but like we were in the playoffs last year at Thanksgiving and didn't make it. Like, does everyone forget that like yeah. literally a season ago, we were the team that was in the playoff picture on American Thanksgiving. We were, that happened. And then now we aren't like, and then we obviously didn't make it. I mean like that. I, I don't know. Like it, it's <laughs> yes. Like obviously ideal. I, I'd want to be the best team in the NHL ideally. Like, um, but I'm not mad about uh, about where they're at, all things considered. Uh, there's still a long ways to go. This game does not completely just, like, erase all of the concerns that no. we've been talking about this week and, and over the last couple of weeks. But um, this is a this is a huge win 
for sure. Well, and let's get into it, right? Let's break down some of the things let's that we it. really enjoyed from this. We're already right? here, right? We're already here. Like, why not talk about it? You know? Plus, you know, if we want to get paid, we should probably do, you know, a full <laughs> 30 minutes and not just four minutes. Um, Scotty, like, I almost don't even know where to start. I have a whole list written down here, but, you know, we already mentioned full 60 minutes from this hockey yeah, team. Truly. But it started when the puck dropped. And this was something that even through this rough stretch that I mentioned in recent episodes, right? Despite the fact that they were three, five and three, this team during this stretch actually had a Corsi four percentage well above 50%. I think it was like 52%, which is, uh, doesn't sound like well above 50%, but that's a hard number to achieve yeah. on a consistent basis through any, any stretch of the hockey season. Well, today in this game, they they finally broke through, ironically, in a game where they didn't have over 50% of the shot attempts. And we'll get into why, despite that, they looked like the much better hockey team. Because even though I love to use Corsi and Fenwick and expected goals for, it's not an end-all, be-all statistic, right? But in this game, the Red Wings finally broke through. They brought a ton of pressure, which is something they've been really good at through there have been obviously stretches where they haven't, but well, early on in the season, spurts. they did that a lot. Like that's and, the biggest thing. They yeah. it, It's through spurts. Like they have, they're really good at applying pressure. We, we talk about how good the four check looks when it's aggressive. It's just, they're not able to consistently do it. And this was a game in which genuinely through for 60 minutes, they, they were like the aggressive team. The first until the first goal was scored was like electric hockey. Like that's about as, as electric as like no goals being scored. Hockey is going to be um, up. In, obviously they scored like relatively early in the game, but like that, that was a back and forth, back and forth, both teams kind of trading blows and really like turning the puck over a lot, like really aggressive uh, pressure being made by like everybody on both teams for the first like five, 10 minutes of this hockey game. Uh, but the wings were able to, make that consistent throughout 60. And, and that's something we haven't seen too terribly much of this year and was awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, I think I tweeted about it on the Raymond, the Larkin and the Fabry goal a lot. I think all three of those came off of forced turnovers yeah. by the Red Wings because they were bringing that pressure and the, the devils, I mean, they made Jack Hughes who again, burned you for two goals in the first game of the season, look pedestrian in this game. Yeah. Because they kept bringing the pressure. He couldn't get anything going to a point where he slammed his stick on top of the boards. That's the type of energy, speed, and pressure this team needs to bring to be a competitor in every single game. And maintaining that's tough through 60 minutes because it is a very exhaustive way, an exhaustive style of playing the game. And I thought at least through 40, they brought that pressure. I do think they were on their heels a little bit more in the third period, but they played really stellar defense too. All, and that's not something we've ever been able to see at any point outside that one Bruins game. Right. I mean, th they played stellar defense in this game as well. And so where maybe they they started to get gassed and, you know, the, the they weren't able to bring the pressure as much. The defense stepped up. Scotty, 20 blocked shots in this game yeah. for the Detroit Red Wings. Well, 20. 20, and I'm pretty sure 14 were between three guys. Yes. <laughs> Pretty Cider, Petrie, and who else? Wallman. Wallman, yeah. Those three had five, five, and four uh, block shots on the game. So, like, yeah, like that, that'll do. And, and that's why, you know, you, you compare shot attempts to shot on shots on net, right? Right. The wings comfortably outshot on, on for shots on goal in this game. 
Um, but the Devils had a lot of shot attempts. It's just not a whole lot of them got through. And obviously they had a couple, especially in the third period, that just went wide and they just missed, like completely just airmailed and and missed the net completely. But um, yeah, man, like that's that's awesome. And, and that's something that uh, we would like to see more in in every game. We would like to see more just like across the board, right? Just more resistance and whatnot. But uh, this is especially in a night in which Alex Lyon, who has played one game since the middle of June, right? Like you, you, you especially want to do that when he's in net and try to alleviate as much pressure on him as possible. And they did that in a fantastic way in this game. It wasn't just the block shots either, man. Like they, they, they like on the, it was constant pressure, constant forecheck, a lot of turnovers, but then also, even when New Jersey was able to set, there was a constant like group of bodies in front of the net. There was almost no shots from like the high slot, especially. I know that we talked about that off air a little bit before, uh, like we started recording. Like they they were they were stellar. Like this defense truly was stellar in this hockey game. Yeah, I want to get a little bit more into the weeds on that team defense because this is one of those games where, oh the stats are just beautiful. They're just so, it's so pretty to watch. Um, so I'm going to go to a quick break and when we come back, we'll get too into the weeds on this team defense. Yeah. You really laid it out uh, nicely about how they were able to be so successful. Um, so stay tuned to segment two of lockdown Red Wings. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. By the way, Scotty, happy Thanksgiving. This will be airing on midnight. So happy American Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. Shout out to all of our Canadian uh, listeners. But uh, today, American Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Uh, So you mentioned before we went to break that the Red Wings overall played really good team defense. You know, the pressure created a lot of turnovers, which creating turnovers, you know, doesn't just help you generate more offense, but it keeps the puck off the other team's sick, which right. is also a nice way of uh, having good team defense by just taking the puck away from them. But in the defensive zone as well, the Red Wings did a fan. Well, while the New Jersey Devils, dominated the Red Wings in shot attempts. I've been, I make so much about, you know, Corsi four percentage, right? But I always mention that yeah. there's a caveat to it, right? Like Corsi four, I always like to bring up because it's shot attempts. It's the easiest to understand, right? It's just purely how many times the team tried to shoot the puck, not necessarily successfully, but they pulled the trigger where there is a big deal where as well with like the quality of those shots. And that's where expected goals for percentage comes into the game. So while the devils had a 53%, nearly 54% advantage in the shot attempts taken at five on five, the red wings had the edge in the quality of the shot attempts with 52% in this game. And that doesn't mean anything to anyone who's listening. That's not a huge nerd about this stuff as I do, but for easy visual context, let me pull you up the heat map from this game and i haven't done this a lot this season you have there hasn't been a lot of instances where i've wanted to do this um but look at this heat map from this game scott yeah what immediately stands out to you and i know we have a lot of spot people who aren't watching on youtube so we'll do our best to describe it visually but again like stands out i i mean defensively really is what first stands out and there is a like a perfect circle essentially of no shots happening from the devils Right. You see that like circle in the middle of the ice, like low slot. And then there's like a little couple of opportunities in the high slot and then nothing 
you know, like closer to the blue line. Like there's a perfect circle of no opportunities happening right in front of the net. So this is exactly where the quality versus quantity debate comes into play, right? Like the they outshot attempted you, you know, pretty pretty soundly in this game. But look at where those shot attempts were coming from. Yeah. And this is Corsi, which counts blocked shots. So if you were to be able to switch this with, to Fenwick, which you can't in uh, on natural stat trick, which is what we use for this heat map tool, you know, you would see these already colored in areas by the New Jersey Devils diminish even more because Redmonds had 20 block shots in this game, 14 coming from your top uh, top pair plus Jeff Petrie, who, you know what? And we talk a lot of crap about Jeff Petrie. We give him a lot of, we give him a lot of heat in this, on this podcast. One thing he has always been really good at is blocking shots. He's never afraid of laying his body yeah. in the line of duty. Sometimes that takes him out of the play, but in this game, this was one of the instances where it worked to the Red Wings' advantage. He blocked a lot of shots to the Red Wings, so I want to give kudos to Jeff Petrie. And kudos to, the, again, the entire <laughs> team played so, the entire, entire defensive core played so great in this game. But back to my point, like you can see here, Scotty, that on the New Jersey Devils heat map, all the shots came from outside high-danger areas pretty much. And that is huge when you're against a team like the New Jersey Devils who likes to shoot. They did a great job of just keeping those shot attempts to the outside. It's the first time in so long I can say definitively Red Wings played good defense in this game. Yeah, man. They played phenomenal. And like, like I mean, we, I already kind of riffed, riffed about it a little bit there, but like, yeah, like they, the, the consistent, again, like use of the body, obviously like blocking shots is great, but they were pushing everything to the outside. There was nothing happening from high danger in front of the net. It, it was it was beautiful. And that was also like, I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, but special teams is a big part of that as well. Like this is a, this is the best power play in the NHL that had multiple opportunities in this game and didn't score a goal. Yeah, and I don't I, know their exact percentage, but it wasn't like 25%, maybe more. For what? For the devil's power play. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it's like miraculously high. Yeah, it's it was first in the NHL, <clears throat> um, and yeah, man, they uh, they went through and and fantastic like defense uh, again, like fantastic. Obviously, that's a little bit more of like the PK than just like the five on five, but like both, like whatever the game plan was going into this hockey game, clearly worked incredibly well. Thirty nine percent. Holy! I was gonna cow. say, I'm pretty sure it was forty going into yeah. the game. That's uh, absolutely insane. But, I mean, that that harkens back to what our three keys were, right? And it's, first of all, it's so nice when you put the three keys out there and they just nail all three keys. <laughs> Makes I mean, look good for sure. I mean, the first key was pressure the New Jersey Devils goaltending. We knew that they had one of the league's worst goaltending tandems by save percentage in the league. It was 30th going into the, today's game. Both Venacek and their backup, whose name is escaping me right now, had sub 890 save percentage. Yeah, yeah, um, we talked about they were, they were what, 30th in the league in save percentage as a team? Yeah, and I mean, this is a situation where you brought that pressure, you got those shots on that, and you took advantage. I mean, I will say that to the Red Wings' credit, um, only one of those you can say was a soft goal on Venacek's part. But, I mean, you're taking advantage of a goalie whose confidence is low. It's going to give you a better opportunity to score more goals. I mean, the Lucas yeah. Raymond goal was an just an absolute beauty. Nice passing by Robbie Fabry and Lucas Raymond's Raymond. Raymond's on a heater, man. That was, one of the, that was forced by a turnover as well. Yeah. Um, so, shout out there. Dylan Larkin's goal, Alex Debrinkit forcing two turnovers in that same play at the blue line, leading to Debr to Dylan Larkin's goal. That was the one I would say that's a soft goal. I don't know what Venichuk was doing. Larkin just blindly backhanded yeah, it Larkin towards the net. Went, uh. <laughs> Wasn't even facing the net. 
Yeah. Vanacek like lifted his leg for some reason. That's when he's going to want back. But that's what I mean. Where like this is a goalie whose confidence is so low. You put the puck on that. That's why key number one was so vital. Take right. advantage of their goaltending that is struggling. Also, it's nice to ha- say that about a different team and not our own. Um, Robbie Fabry's goal was you know more of that. Daniel Sprong took a shot from the slot that redirected right to Robbie Fabry. Nothing that Vanacek could do on that. And Moritz Sider's power play goal like redirected from the point. So. I mean, you just hammer home the shots on that on a yeah. goalie who's struggling, and you're gonna find success. Key number one, check mark. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and that was uh, that was something obviously we talked about, but um, uh, it's it's just it's so nice to see a game plan executed, like in oh, any dude. sport, genuinely, like seeing like like so much preparation, like in all the work that like this coaching staff and these players like put into like game to game. Like that's something that's so overlooked by so many people is like game to game scouting and game to game, like pro scouting, right? Game to game game plans and um, having a a game plan perfectly executed. There are a few prettier things, man. And that's, I think what this game was offensively, defensively, special teams. It it doesn't even matter. Everything they it's, it's like they were a step of the head of the devils the entire night. And that's all dude entirely. And like, it's just, the second key to the game, limit penalties. Red Wings took two penalties in this game because you know taking penalties has been a huge issue for this Red Wings team, right? Yeah. And you know that they have a nearly 40% success rate on the power play. They only took two all game long. That is remarkable for, by the Red Wings standards. And they did a good job sure on those is. penalty kills too. I mean, they didn't really get a good opportunity. They had one good opportunity on the second power play where I don't remember exactly who fired the puck, but Lion was, you know, it was a great pass across the slot. Lion wasn't there in time. He just missed the net behind. Like, he just shot it behind the net from the far side. That should have gone in. That should have been a goal, but it wasn't. And, you know, that luck plays a part. Other than that, the Red Wings had a great two penalty kills. And then the third key to the game, right, Scotty, was um, scoring the power play. You finally got one, and that's that Moritz Sider goal. Waning seconds. Waning seconds. But like you said, I don't necessarily know if our three keys of the game were the the game plan that. Derek oh, they Malone were. Had. I think that they took like the graphic that you made and like did like a we believe like like <laughs> style thing where they just like hung it above the locker room and they all smacked it on the way out of the ice. That's what I think happened actually. But it's just it is you're you're so right. It's just so refreshing to see a game plan executed. They knew what they had to do against the Devils and they took care of business. Yeah. And that's that's something this team has struggled to do. I yeah, mean, man. even yeah. the, even in weeks past, we talk about like getting off to on the right foot. They often started the game with a lot of pressure and a lot of heart and hustle, but they weren't getting rewarded. They finally broke through in this game. Three goals in a minute and 12 seconds. It, it was just, it's almost like they had saved up those goals from the past <laughs> week and a half of hockey and finally just deposited them in the net here in this game. It was we'll just... Take it. <sighs> we'll take it. It was great. I guess we'll take another quick break. Scotty, what do you want to talk about in segment three? I haven't talked about Alex Lyon yet, obviously. Yeah, we got to talk Lyon, and then we got to preview Boston. Yeah, we should also probably shout out Raymond a little bit more because he's on a heater. So uh, stay tuned to segment three of Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down the victory. Four-nothing shutout over the New Jersey Devils, putting the Red Wings just on the outside looking in at American Thanksgiving. 
All right, Scotty, let's start off talking about Alex Langs. We got to give him his flowers. Relatively easy night for him, but he still took care of business. What'd you like about it? I liked that he didn't allow any goals, Brian. That was my favorite part of his performance. Um, yeah, That's I mean, bad. I you know, we, we got a – obviously, we talked about how great the defense was. He uh, he didn't face very many high danger. The defense made it easy for him. Um, but, you know, that that's, that's – <laughs> Takes two to tango, baby. Right, like you gotta, you gotta be able to, uh, you gotta have the defense in front of them that that pr- limits opportunities, and you also gotta have a guy in net who takes advantage. So uh, good for him, good for the defense. This is a win for for really the whole team. I think this shutout is um, kind of falls on everybody's shoulders, and certainly uh, a lot of it on Alex Line. I thought he was he was great, man. And there was a couple of uh, you know, it wasn't like he, he didn't have to do any work. Like there was a, a several opportunities that uh that the devils had and, and there's a couple frustration plays from the devils for like not scoring like it he uh he, he looked really sharp and that's two games and he's given up two total goals in two games right yeah so like yeah. i don't know maybe play him more well three right three total goals was it three in a period they I lost three they lost three to two against the maple leafs okay yeah so he's given up three total he's play how about this he's played six periods and he's given up goals in one of the six periods he has played. Go. That fits the narrative better. There you go. That fits. That sounds <laughs> a lot better coming out there. No, but I mean, you're right. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to like try and come out here and be like, here comes the Vesna candidate, Alex. Line. Yeah, he course. faced 16 we've, I think shots. We've, we've reiterated that point a plenty. It's just, it was always so ridiculous that we had three goalies rostered and we're only playing two. And the two that we were playing weren't doing like that good to, to justify not playing the third guy. Yeah. And so now like, you know, ride the hot hand, do it. Like, you know, if, if, if that means lion gets rocked next game and, and we got to go to somebody else, then so be it. That's going to happen eventually. Like if Alex lion was a, was a premier goalie, he would have proved it by now he's 30, but like, <laughs> for right now like he he's he's hot man like keep keep him out there why not yeah. man and i think i think with a game on friday you'll probably see that i i think coming off of a shutout and a good performance against toronto outside and i you can't even blame those three goals on him at the end of that yeah. in that third period because the red wings are just getting swarmed um again I, I don't think it's not that he it was a relatively easy shutout for him right he only faced 16 shots he only faced in yeah. in all situations all including power play. He only faced two high danger shots, according to natural stat trick in this game. So we had a relatively easy game, but that's not as if, and like you were saying, he didn't do any work in this game either. He still had an expected goals against of 1.5. So he still saved a goal and a half more than what he stati- statistically should have. If you believe evolving hockey yeah. or natural stature, cause they yeah. both reflect a very similar number there. So he still did his job and was very, where I would say in the first game against Toronto, he was a little bit shaky at times. Not like he played poorly, but you could see that this is his first game of the season in Sweden against one of the best scoring teams. This game, he looked a lot more structurally sound. He looked like a goalie who was taking care of business. I don't need a goalie who can make flashy, big saves. I need a goalie who's going to take care of business. And I feel like I've said that term a lot in this episode. Especially again, out of a guy who's like, probably still third on the depth chart. If you just like make the saves you're supposed to, you're going to get playing time, bud. Yeah. And I think he's going to, because Lalone has proven time and time again, ride the hot hand. So I I do wonder how quickly I'm just thinking because the Ken Holland situation, right? The Edmonton Oilers, their goaltending situation is real brutal. Not saying I'm not advocating Alex line being traded, but you know, you got three goalies take advantage of Ken Holland. You have in the past, 
Maybe I'll give him some little, <laughs> little, little rhyme piece. A little rhyme piece down to uh, down to Edmonton. I don't know, man. They're they're in shambles. That <laughs> yeah. that was well, and it's their fault. If, We're not in a playoff Picard, spot right now. If Captain Picard can't save them, nobody can. I don't know what we're even talking about here. So long. Uh, <laughs> Captain Picard can't save them. I think Stuart Skinner started started this game tonight. Yeah, he got pulled because he gave up four goals in the first period, and Picard played the rest of the game. Only allowed one. He's just collecting uh, former Red Wings goaltenders. Why not come on and get another one? Give him a little rhyme piece. That's all I'm saying. Piece. How about Lucas Raymond, too, by the way, man? He had, he's, Raymond, he's been on man. a heater lately. Big it's kind of heater. four goals in four hey, straight man. games. His you shot. Need, you just need to go home. You just need to go home for a little bit, recharge the batteries. Now he's back. We're, we're balling, baby. Well, and it's almost like Lucas Raymond suddenly remembered, oh, crap, I can shoot. Like, and right, I can shoot yeah. really well. Because all of his three goals, and I can't – I can't even remember the goal he scored against Columbus. I, my brain doesn't go back that far. But I, I distinctly remember Ottawa, Toronto, and obviously this game because it just happened. All three of those goals were just absolutely beautiful shots, and yeah. especially the one in Toronto. Like, he's such a pass-first guy, and I love that about him. But his shot is so good. His wrist shot is so accurate, and he's, he's pretty dang hard. Yeah. It's like you you add that in with all the other tools he's got for, for him, and it feels like he's heating up, and he's on the – I don't, want, I don't want to say he's on the cusp of having a breakout year. I'd love that. But he's on. I think he's getting back to what we saw, maybe even a small step forward beyond that, what we saw in the rookie year. Sure. Because now he's bigger and he's stronger and he's helping out more defensively. And that and Sean Shapiro wrote a great piece on Lucas Raymond. Uh, so go read his stuff. He's fantastic. But wrote a great piece on why Lucas Raymond's defensive uh, responsibility is helping create more uh, um, opportunities for him offensively. So... Go read that. It breaks it down in wonderful detail. But yes, he is 100% right. Lucas Raymond has playing a much better complete game this season, and he's finally getting rewarded with it right now on this heater. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree. Um, last thing I think I want to mention is the Red Wings are um, – we, we found out that the lines at practice were kind of true and kind of not true. Right. Like we talked about that Valeno top line. That's how the line started. Right. But because they were running 11 4 to 7 D, it was a constant flow of lines. No one really ever had a set line. There were pairs like Raymond and Larkin always yeah. played together. Like you always knew that was going out there. Wallman and Sutter always played together. But the wingers you saw on those lines was constantly shifting and changing. And Scotty, it worked. Not saying it's going to work in every single game, but it worked really well in this one. It sure did. It sure did. Uh, Tony Wallach, who's a dog, by the way, uh, wrote a great article <clears throat> um, that I read before this game started about like 11 and 7 and uh, the approach that the Wings have, you know, and like Lalone's comfortability with 11 and 7 and why it's like maybe even a good thing going forward that they're going to do that. And this game was certainly that. It was a blender, baby. It was a big time blender. What? The Red Wings might actually be sitting in a playoff spot right now. Oh, okay, sweet. Because with their win, with the Hurricanes' win, they jump up to they jump into the Metropolitan Divisional race. And according to ESPN, the Red Wings have the tiebreaker over Philadelphia, who gets pushed out. Sweet. 
Yeah, regulate. They have one more regulation win than the Philadelphia Flyers. So currently at Thanksgiving, the Red Wings are in a wild card spot. Playoffs, baby. Here we come. No, forget everything we said at the beginning. This is a great thing. No, like that doesn't. I mean, that's what happens. Really my opinion of anything. I mean, that's what happens when you do an episode like as results yeah, are still pouring in, right? Happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Tony Wolak wrote a great article about it. Uh, there's there's a few good pieces like you mentioned about it. Just the 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 eleven and seven. Uh, approach that the wings are not shying away from is uh is maybe not a bad thing and this game was a giant blender like oh yeah uh, <laughs> especially was- on the wings right like up the middle it was pretty sound but the wings were just constantly churning um and yeah it was uh i, I think it worked out pretty well so um i just i there's so much more i want to say about this game um man the defense. We. I just want to give another shout out to the defense. No, I don't have to go There's into so depth. much more. I want to say. Let's talk about something we talked about. I know. I know. But we don't get. <laughs> we don't get many opportunities to praise the defense on this no, show. No, you're right. I'm. I'm with you. So I want to give them credit when they've played a really good game, and I thought they played a really good game. Christian Fisher, also an unsung hero. Um, expected goals four percentage. Christian Fisher. Dog. It's a dog. I, there's something about that last name, man. I think it gives people superpowers. And bad shoulders. <laughs> I don't know if Fisher, Christian Fisher has a bad shoulder. I think Christian Fisher probably has better shoulders than you at the moment. but yeah, Probably. Considering. Hard to, hard to be I, worse. <laughs> I almost dislocated it getting out of bed this morning. So Yeah, hard to be worse. Stellar, stellar stuff. But yeah, um, I guess that does it, man. Just great team performance. Yeah. Everyone gets flowers in this game. Just everyone gets. Everybody eats. It's going to be real expensive to pay for all those flowers, but they're all getting them. Yep. Uh, Scotty, let's preview real quickly. We're at 29 minutes, Boston Bruins, third time the Red Wings have seen this team. We know they're a threat They're Again, like I said earlier, one regulation loss has come at the hands of the Red Wings. They've only lost four games total, 14 wins on the season. So that gives them what 14 times two is 28 plus another three is 31 points on wow. the season already. Yeah. That's that. That's that communication degree coming in work there. <laughs> uh, but I just, they're a scary team, and yeah. I, I don't even know how to approach saying I, I how how to approach saying how to beat this team when David Pasternak has 29 points in 17 games, Brad Marchand's 19-17, Coyle 15-17. Not to mention they have the best goalie tandem in the league with Swayman and Ulmark. 933 in a in a in a Their season team where, save percentage is 933, dude. In, in, in a season when save percentages are down league yeah. wide, nine thirty three as a unit as a team, dude, that is absolutely whack. Their goals against average, again as a team, is two point two. That is redonkulous. That is not fair. I mean, this is a this is a team that is the complete package, right? And yeah. if the Red Wings want to beat this hockey team. You know, how are they going to go about doing it? I don't even remember. Hey, what man. <laughs> hey, hey, season record 13, one and three, obviously, versus nine, six and three. Wow. Three, six, nine. Look at the Red Wings. Head to head, one and one, baby. That's all I see. That's all I see. All I see is all blinders are on. Head to record. Wear your sunglasses. Put those back. Right. On. Yeah. We're, we're putting blockers on. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is obviously a phenomenal hockey team. It's an incredibly deep hockey team. Um, you're you're going to need goaltending. Uh, that like, I, I know that that's like fairly self-explanatory and maybe like captain obviously, but you're like, you're not going to do what you just did to the devils, to the Bruins over 60. Like you're I would going love to, have it, though. to say that again. I said, I would love it though. 
Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I would also love to become a millionaire tomorrow, but like I like you're gonna need some some big time saves at, at some point in this game. You're gonna need that that good defense. Um, and then like one of the biggest things we talked about it last time, I'll I'll bring it up again. Uh, you need power play goals because this is also the best penalty kill in the entire NHL, uh, pretty comfortably. So um, a lot of things, a lot of things that you're going to need to go right for this one, but it can be done because it literally happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I honestly think the biggest thing you're going to have to do because you know you're not going to score a lot of goals against this goalie. Like two, maybe three goals. Like that, that is going to be it. I mean, three would be miraculous. You already talked about their goals a game being like literally two goals. You're, I think it's going to come down to the defense you play. And I think this team's going to have to play the best defensive game that they've ever played. A lot like they did in the last one, right? Or yeah. in this game against the Devils, if you're going to want to stay in it. I, I do think that you probably see Alex Lyon again, ride the hot hand, right? As we were saying. Um, but the Red Wings did put five in against the Boston Bruins last time these two teams played, which was the first time all season that the Bruins had allowed four or more goals. In fact, have they even allowed that many goals since in a, in a game? I have to check their schedule. But, I mean, you're going to have to do that again. You're going to have to play yes. a perfect game. Agreed. But you've already proved that you can, so let's just yes, do sir. it again. Lock all in. Right. Let's lock it in. Lockdown Red Wings. Um, just looking real quick. I want to see if they've allowed that many goals in a in a loss sense or even in a win. The loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime, they allowed four goals. So that is the only other time this season they have allowed four more goals in the game. You and Tampa Bay. So you've proven you can do it. Let's see if Lightning can strike twice. Let's see. Scotty, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm thankful for all the listeners. I'm thankful for the listeners too. I'm also thankful for you, Scotty. I'm thankful for you, man. I genuinely, I, yeah, I, I uh, like, I, I would not be able to do two shows if it wasn't for you. So I'm, I appreciate you greatly. Uh, you, you take <clears throat> a lot of the weight off my shoulders with, uh, with juggling both of these. So I literally would not be able to do it. Like I, 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 like actually wouldn't. So I, uh, I appreciate you greatly. I appreciate all the people that uh, listen. And yeah, this is like, you know, my dream industry. So being able to do this every day is awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like literally what I wanted to do in college was yeah talk hockey for a living. And while it's not a living yet, it's getting there. Getting close. <laughs> right. we're, we're climbing that ladder. We still have right. a lot of fun doing this. Scotty, um, I appreciate those words you said is very kind. And I don't know if there's anyone else I'd rather be doing a Red Wings podcast with. It makes it very easy to, you know, take a little bit extra work because I know you got so much going on with the Tiger stuff and the free press when the show. Detroit shows News, are, but yes. Uh, sorry, sorry, Detroit <laughs> News. I say it every day, right? But same parent company. I don't care that you screwed up. I just want to make sure that we're clear about where I work for you. Um, but I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't, be able to do it either if it weren't so easy to do it with you. Like it's just, it's so easy coming on here. We just pop the record button on and we're good to go. We just streamline. I mean, this is something the first episode we ever did together was the first episode we ever did together. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> I mean, you technically we, did a baseball one. That is true. Way, way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. 
I had you on as a guest. That was crazy. Yeah. That was on Brian's stuff. podcast way back when, but yeah, I'm, uh, I, I just, it's, it's awesome that like anybody cares what we have to say is like the biggest honor in the world. I, I view it as like people allow us to be a part of like their days. And that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I appreciate I, it. I appreciate yeah. it, but you know, listen to us at your own, you know, own peril, <laughs> your own discretion, yeah. your own discretion. <laughs> All right. Enough, uh, enough gushing. Uh, yes. we love you we've guys. All. We've all, we love you guys. And we'll see you on Monday to break down the, uh, game against the Boston Bruins. So stay tuned. Same time, same place. It's your team every, every day. day.